Hi, you're about to get something a little different from Curiosity Daily. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. This episode of Curiosity Daily is brought to you by If Then. Let's satisfy some curiosity by telling you about If Then. It's a new podcast from Stitcher hosted by Gillian Jacobs and Diana Riesenhofer. You might know Gillian Jacobs from Community or Netflix's Love, and you might know Diana Riesenhofer as forensic scientist Casey Hines on NCIS. On If Then, you can join Gillian and Diana as they talk to fascinating and diverse personalities working in science, tech, engineering, the arts, and math. Let your mind wander and wonder at the what-ifs of everything from stardust to crocheted algorithms to fantasy role-playing games. Definitely into that. Overall, this show wants to open your ears to new possibilities and have you come away inspired and excited to learn more. After all, you don't need me to tell you that learning is a lifelong adventure, if you want it to be. So, tap into your curiosity and excitement that you had as a kid. Anyway, that's enough from us. Here's a special sneak preview of If Then, where Gillian chats with Tracy Drain, an engineer from NASA. Who doesn't love talking to NASA? Listen and enjoy, and check your favorite podcast app to find today's regularly scheduled episode of Curiosity Daily, available right now. Here's If Then. Do you remember when the dream of working at NASA started for you? Yeah, you know, it was one of those things that was sort of a underlying subtext of my life for a long time because of my steady diet of science fiction books and watching science fiction TV shows. It's like if you wanted to work in an industry that was seriously setting out to go explore space, NASA was the place that you wanted to eventually get to. And so it was just this little thought in the back of my mind that someday maybe that's where I will land. And I remember my mom told me this years later that when I first told her I wanted to work for NASA, right? She's like struggling to keep a straight face. And it's like, great, honey, <laughs> doing the whole nurturing mom thing. And in the back of her mind, it's so great that she did not tell me this, but in the back of her mind, she was thinking, well, it's probably not going to happen right out of the box. Maybe you have to go work somewhere else first and build a reputation. And eventually, maybe by the time you're 40, you'll land your job at NASA, right? But, um, and I don't know whether I would have taken her seriously if she had said that or, you know, if it would have been a downer on my whole ambition, but she didn't say that. And so I'm like, yeah, NASA, that's where I'm going. <laughs> and I remember when I was in high school working at McDonald's, trying to decide what I was going to do for college. And some of the regulars who would be in the store all the time would ask, you know, so I understand you want to go to college. What are you going to be? And I'm like, I'm going to be an aerospace engineer working for NASA. Yes, that. <laughs> and they were like, Okay. <laughs> and none of them, you know, said, dude, you're crazy. Look around you. You're working at McDonald's right now. Like, give us a serious goal. So it's it's kind of cool to have a family and a community that was supportive in that way. It's also exactly what you did do was yeah. immediately. <laughs> Can you tell that story? You know, how do I? Here's the thing that I struggle with, right? Because when I talk to kids and I'm telling them about my journey and how I landed where I am, and I will tell you that, I swear, I don't want them to walk away with the impression that just because you want it, it's immediately somehow going to happen. And I feel like, yes, I worked really, really hard for many, many years in school, but there were also a number of just really serendipitous events that happened that I was able to take advantage of. And I'm still trying to figure out the best way to tell kids to, if you know what you want, figure out how to get there, but be willing to you have to be accepting of the fact that there's going to be surprises. Some of them will be good and you'll be like, wow, didn't even know I had that opportunity. And some of them will be not so great. Like, wow, that did not work at all. And that it's good to be able to sort of um, 
zigzag your way through life, maybe towards a goal that you knew you had, or maybe towards something completely different. It's weird that my my trajectory to get to NASA was fairly straight lined, right? I went to school, I studied mechanical engineering, I landed an internship at NASA Langley, I decided I needed to go to grad school just to round off the edges, went to Georgia Tech, JPL recruits out of Georgia Tech. I had no idea that that happened, right? So that's one of my really serendipitous things. I almost walked past the booth where JPL was recruiting because at that time I had decided, well, maybe I'm interested in working for Lockheed Martin or or Boeing or Ball or one of the aerospace companies that isn't associated with the government. And the recruiter at the JPL booth literally reached out and like grabbed my arm and is like, don't you want to talk to us? And I'm like, who are you people? Because even though I'd worked at Langley, I just was not aware that there were 10 NASA centers across the United States and they all had a different kind of flavor to them. And that, and the, and the recruiter was like, well, you know that little rover that landed on Mars, right? Pathfinder, that was us. And I'm like, oh, that was you guys. And so I'm like, okay, now you have my attention. Let's talk. And after having a conversation with her and, and then being like, okay, yes, please, 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 please. Here's my resume. Please, please. Here's my number. Whatever. And then they invited me out to come and interview. I drooled all over anybody they would let me talk to. And they hired me right out of grad school, which was just insanely fortunate for me. Do you remember a biggest moment of awe or wonder you've had? Oh, there were a lot, actually. <laughs> you don't have to say biggest, just one that yeah. just comes to mind. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting, even though I spend my life working on the engineering side, the reason I and a lot of the people who work at places like JPL do our job is to enable the science. And so some of the things that I like the best is when I get to go to the science team meetings and hear the scientists talk about their discoveries. There was this moment at a Juno science team meeting, all the different science teams were telling the stuff that they were um, discovering. This particular instrument that takes infrared images of the planet put up an infrared image of, I can't remember if it was the North or South Pole of the planet, and it's just, it was so, I'm going to explain in a minute why this is so amazing. But like all the other scientists stood up and burst into applause. It was like, oh my God. Because, so when you're looking at Jupiter and you see the bands of clouds, like the tan and the, and the kind of rust orange color, that's what we're used to thinking of Jupiter. It's this, it's this bandy planet, gassy planet. It's got these super high speed winds, blah, blah, blah. Really cool place. And we had never flown a spacecraft over the poles before so that you could get detailed images and measurements of what was going on there. So we just didn't know what it was going to be like. And we had some tantalizing images from our visible imager camera to show that it has like these storms at the top that aren't organized into bands like they were on the side. So we, we kind of had the sense that something really freaky and awesome was going on up there. But you can only see half of the hemisphere at one time because of where the sun was and the lighting conditions. It was like bright on this side, dark on that side. And you kind of had to piece together the images to sort of see what was going on. But when you're measuring the planet in infrared, you're just looking at a heat map. And so the lighting conditions don't matter at all. And everything is thrown out into this like super sharp relief. And they showed a picture, it must have been of the North Pole, because it had a central storm, pretty big, and eight 
almost equally spaced storms around it that was just like hallucinogenic. It was so crazy looking. And since you could see it in such sharp relief, it was really a visceral understanding that something wacky was going on and the scientists were just losing their minds. It was so great. And to be a fly on the wall in there watching the scientists, you could see the gears turning going, how are we going to explain what is going on in the atmosphere in order to make this crazy thing happen? Super cool. Just so great. Again, that was a new podcast from Stitcher called If Then. If Then is out now, and you can subscribe on Stitcher, Pandora, the SiriusXM app, or wherever you find your podcasts.